another episode of Sentinel Sideline 365. I am KB, and with me, as always, sometimes maybe, is the old man. Uh, yeah, we have an exciting topic tonight, and we're not going to waste a lot of time getting into it. Conference realignment, we are getting close to the deadline. We're under eight days to August 15th. Deadline day is coming. Probably one of the biggest deadlines. I, I mean, I think people are looking forward more to this than the season kickoff. I, I think it's 50-50 right now if you would look at Twitter or X or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a lot a lot of news out there, a lot of facts, a lot of BS, a lot of, you know, whatever, you, <laughs> a lot of rumors going around. Um, so we're going to dig into it. And the old man has been monitoring it. And he's going to give you facts. He's going to give you some of what he's hearing. And we're going to break it down for you because we know y'all are busy. So we're going to try to give you the summary of what's going on in the latest of uh, as of August 7th when we break it down. And then we're going to also go over some fall camp notes. Uh, but they're finally in shells. They're finally in some pads. They're hitting each other, which uh, I think we're all excited to see. So we're starting to see some actual action in, in fall camp. Uh, so some exciting stuff there. And we'll break that down. We'll try to get you in and out so that you can go do what you want to do or go to the next channel. Uh, so, yeah, stick with us. And let us know in the comments. Disagree. Like what we're talking about. What Don't like what we're talking about. But let us know. Uh, also like the video if you don't mind. It, it really means a lot to us. Um, and yeah, and let's dig into it. Old man, what is going on? What what do we uh, what do we run into first? Uh, are we talking about realignment? Or are we talking about camp first? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, KB. It, the last couple of weeks has just been a wild show, uh, you know. And most of it, in my opinion, has been pure speculation and rumors. Uh, much spread, much aligned, much written about. Not only social media, yep. but also on individual subscription channels that. You know, people are working 24-7 to pay their mortgages, basically, because they have to fill. I'm just being honest about it. They have to fill. They have to fill space. They have to fill time. And if, if you have a show that's on five days a week and they're on, you know, whether it's 30 minutes a day or an hour and a half a day, there's time to be filled. It is interesting. Don't get me wrong. Oh, this is an interesting topic. I, I feel like this is, if we didn't have yeah, this, it's not boring. It's better than watching baseball. I'd rather be watching yeah. the, <laughs> this, well, this drama, what's like going on. I know. I, I, personally, personally, okay. I would rather figure out what's going on with this lineup because there's some, there's teams, the Pac 12 is imploding. No, uh, exactly. UNC's exactly. AD is calling out Florida State. Uh, you know, yeah. Bubba, Bubba, you know, is calling yeah. us out and stuff. So there's a lot well, of that's what, that's what we're going to get into just a little bit. But I had to divide it in my head for the show because we wanted to do keep people up to date so we, but not waste their time. I wanted to divide it into facts versus speculation. Right. So focusing primarily on what we care about and what our viewers mainly care about, and that is Florida State. Yeah. So to me, there's, there's two facts that we know. Okay, two facts. Yeah. One is Florida State several months ago had a uh, BOT, which is the Board of Trustees meeting, yep. where they clearly laid out, and Michael Alford did a lot of this, but laid out the, the disparity in income coming in to the conferences. Yep. So I don't need to reiterate that. Everybody knows what that is. We did a show on that. That's a fact. A fact is they showed up, they gave the presentation. It was very uh, uh, highly professional and it was very uh, persuasional, let's say. That's fact. Yep. This August, this month, okay, a week, 10 days ago, whatever the hell it was, a few days ago, fact two, the Board of Trustees has another meeting, 
okay? President McCullough gives, when his turn comes up, they turn the mic to him, he gives a very strong verbal message of dissatisfaction with the current situation in the ACC and how it impacts Florida State for the long-range future. So he tag-teams with that previous meeting about the revenue disparity. And he said, basically, we're not going to be able to stay here unless the Wells Fargo's trucks comes with a better financial plan. Yeah. All right. That's a fact. So we have those two facts. Now, that's it for Florida State in terms of facts that I have seen. If I'm wrong, please, someone else, show me a fact that's evidence-based of what, what we could see. All right. Here's what speculation, I call it speculative intelligence, speculative uh, rumor, whatever you want to call it. And I think this had some basis based on those two facts. That FSU, a story came out that FSU was talking with uh, equity firm J.P. Morgan for the raising of equity funds, okay, to help fund, obviously, a buyout. Now, that's not a fact. It's speculation. Florida State has not confirmed any of that. They didn't put anything out on that. So some source supposedly put that out. Now, that would not uh, surprise me at all. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Because the only way out is for you to spend some money to go and basically get a mortgage for the future, it, that's, a big mortgage. That's essentially what it is. It's a uh, fi- finance-backed mortgage to basically say they're going to set up a sports entity with one of these venture firms to say, yeah, if we move, we'll pay you back that debt right. with the uh, uh, you know sponsorship well, revenues and TV revenues sure. back sure. to that fund, essentially. Sure. Yeah. So, so, and I think it makes sense. Mr. Collins, Peter Collins, if you look at his resume, he has equity written all over him because that's what yeah. he does real time. Okay, Board of Trustees is not his full-time business, but he's in the equity business. So I'm assuming he made a few contacts and that those discussions are underway and we don't know where they are. But that's speculation, not fact. Okay. Yeah, he's the co-founder of Forge Capital Partners. So he knows how to uh, uh, navigate the... uh, the capital waters, you may say. So, okay. um, yeah. So, really for Florida State fans and viewers and ourselves, that's it. I mean, we have two facts, and we have the we have this spec the speculation that they're talking money, which I think didn't start this week. I think it's been talked about for a while. Yep. Okay. Now, here's the other fact that seems to be, and I don't really haven't seen anything. Maybe I have. I, I can't remember in writing the date of august the 15th if you noticed i'd have to go back and look but in the two meetings the the bot has had the board of trustees the the date of august the 15th does not come up per se the exact date does not come up now it's been written about but it i never saw it can't come out of the mouths of mr collins or ad alford or the president all I heard at the end of it's, the last meeting, hold on, was was that we will get back to you sooner than later. It doesn't we, matter, though. 
it's in the ACC bylaws that's required that members to declare their departure. And if they don't, if they do not, they're stuck in the ACC. So 2025, it just adds more litigation issues to the entire topic. Exactly. So that has been well written about, and that is a fact too. Okay. That date is a fact. So, and I think it's, if you don't act before the 15th, then you're really delayed for 22 months. Yeah. And some, something like that. 24 months. Yeah. So that's the facts on realignment for Florida State. Now, what do we have in the other department of rumors and speculation and sources, which we found out how good the Georgia, you know, inside sources were saying K.J. Bolden was going to Georgia. You know, I mean, what we're saying is there's not, these these conferences are keeping it hush-hush and they're doing a pretty damn good job. Or the insiders are so weak that they're not getting much. So the speculation is running crazy out there. Yeah. Now, there's been a last week especially, not so much this week as much, it's died down. Yeah. There was a lot of negativity expressed towards Florida State, including from the ACC. Okay. Various ACC people. And let's check the number one guy at this point was the UNC athletic director. Bubba, what's his last Bubba name? Cunningham. Bubba Cunningham. Bubba Cunningham. Bubba Cunningham uh, had a lot of negative things to say he that is. we shouldn't be airing our, our our grievances out in public and so on and so on and so on. Well, here's my message to Bubba Cunningham and the rest of any ADs outside of Florida State. We don't give a damn what you think. And I know what you're thinking out there. You're looking for your own lifeboat to get into. You're afraid they're going to run out of inner tubes, okay, for you. And we know that. Just because you're, you don't have the, the, the cojones to, to say it out loud, uh, you know, is a problem. We don't care what you think. That's Florida State's well, answer, and that's my answer. Not that Florida State said that, but my answer <laughs> is we don't care what you think. Well, and the, and the thing is, is that... It's not like UNC isn't probably most likely exploring ways to get out of this. Of course. And, and, and the, you know, and once again, and correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but I believe they were part of the Magnificent Seven schools this, you know, from a couple of months back that negotiated for those, that uneven revenue distribution ACC. So to say that UNC isn't looking for better, more money or, or more leverage to get out of the ACC or to leverage more benefits out of the ACC is wrong because they joined those seven schools who were like, we need more money from the ACC. And they joined that grouping of seven, which included Clemson, UNC, NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Florida State and Miami. You know, a couple months back, we were talking about those seven schools. And now he's coming out and blasting Florida State for being basically the team to fall on the sword and say, and, and kind of shake their saber and say, we want out no matter what. So I, I, I feel like it was it kind of came out of left field. I don't know what the benefit it was for him to say that. It's not like UNC is going to get some extra cash by saying that. It just seemed like a bizarre statement that that brought no real value to the to the argument. Um, well, it's going to make very, it's, it's bizarre. Make North it's bizarre. Carolina look really bad if they're on the list to leave. You know when when they say they're basically North Carolina never has said neither did Bubba Cunningham. They never said they weren't looking to leave. They yeah. just said they didn't like the loudness of the chatter coming out of the Florida State camp. Well, back let, let's not 
go over this too much because it's not worth it. It's Bubba Cunningham. We don't really give a damn what you think, okay? Yeah. We are going to do, like our board of trustees says, we're going to do what's best for Florida State. Whether you like it or anybody else, nobody cares, okay? So here's something that I thought was very, very interesting. You know, there were some media hosts out there outside of the Florida State media hosts were saying, well, all I hear is FSU screaming that they don't get enough money. Well, let me tell you this. It's all about the money. That's what it is, okay? Whether Max Alvarez from our board of trustees says it's about big business, whether Deion Sanders says it's about chasing a bag, the whole thing is about money. And I listened to something very, very good, and this is a fact, okay? There was a, a show I watched, a media show uh, on YouTube uh, that really broke down, really broke down what, what it's about, and that is your, your TV value. The TV stations, the TV networks, you know, the, the Foxes, the NBC, the CBS, the ESPN, they all put a value on your program for sports, primarily being football, of course, followed by basketball and a much differential there. How much value do you bring to our network and how many viewers do you bring, okay? How many viewers do you bring? You know, it's just like you, we may reach out to some host or not a host, but a guest to come on our show, and they're going to look at what? How many viewers do you guys get? Well, we're a brand new show. We're building. They, the guy, the guy may say, mm, you know, you're not, you're not bringing enough viewers for me to come on your show for 10, 15 minutes. That's how TV looks at football programs. They look at it as what is the brand, and how many viewers can you bring to this conference? if we're signed up and and conferences also look at that viewership period yeah. you know do we bring more people to watch a game on tv than south florida or florida atlantic or yeah. miami or uh north carolina state you know it is value oriented i found it a fascinating discussion uh, they had great charts on viewership, which are out there publicly. You can pull them up and look at them. Viewership, money revenues, how the TVs look. I mean, I thought it was fascinating stuff, to be honest. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah, that's all fascinating. But I, I, I know what you said is totally accurate, and I, I think it's fascinating. What I find fascinating, though, and I think for all fans of the ACC, and Florida State fans in particular, is looking back at how this all came to be and why it came to be, and why we're stuck in what we're stuck in today. Um, and, and how did we, how did we, what, where did Granite Rice originate, and why did they originate? You can still see the articles from 2013 of when this was seen as a huge win for the ACC in terms of uh, eschewing the exit fee model of $50 million when Maryland was leaving for the Granite Rice model, which was meant to, as it says here, is to solidify the league from Big Ten or other conference realignment poachers. Mm. In 2013, 10 years what a ago. great article. Yeah, look at that. How, how big. And remember, 
the grant of rights was something that all the all the presidents and ads from all these schools had to sign off on they gave their rights to the acc to negotiate uh, negotiate upon they signed off on this deal all the acc presidents were in the process of clearing the grant of rights with their departments and agreed to 2026 2027 they signed to this we put ourselves in this mess why the hell you would agree well, to a 13 year deal yeah. in the first place and then it got renewed just a few years later is ridiculous but when, when like and i know florida State at that time was at the top of the hill you know just coming off a national championship as you can see the picture obviously but it's it's just that lack of business foresight to say hey would we rather pay an exit fee model in the future or would we want to be give up our own rights to TV to a conference where they can make all the decisions? And that is the that that's why we're stuck because we don't own our own media rights. We literally do not own our school's own media rights. We gave we signed those away. Well, and that, I, I think that's the most disturbing part yeah, about that, this. That's a great that's a great article you pulled up there. Uh, you know, it's kind of like in finances when you invest, you know, your money and stuff. You know, do you take do you take the safer bet, the CD, you know, where it's getting 3%, you know what I mean? Maybe 4%. But you know what? If you go, it's, and that's a six months, let's say. But if you go, if you go three years, we'll give you an extra little 2% on top of that. But you're locked in. You're locked in for those six years versus two years. Yeah. So in some ways, we'd, we'd have to look back to see who the presidents were, who the ADs were, and all of that stuff. You know, and I, I don't have those names on top of my head. But at the time, they must have sat around and said, let's take this long-term security deal, which gives us really, we don't have to worry about it anymore. Okay, but now, you know what, that's come back to bite us in the ass. Well, Thrasher took over the year after. So it was Eric okay. Barron and then Thrasher took over. Eric so that's Barron. A, yeah, okay. and then Eric Thrasher Barron took over. And so on. They took this deal. They thought it was a great deal in their mindset. Or their financial people said, this is the way to go. There, you know, there were people involved. And they made a crap deal. Okay, And, and, and this and is they, what happens. They, 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 now, let's be fair. They couldn't and, forecast. Wait a minute. They couldn't forecast where we would be today. However, when you look... But when you I, sign I, away your rights, you you take you don't you no longer have power though. That's yeah, the thing, right? There should have been some better clauses in here to say things where you could get out for certain reasons. And literally, they and, knew and the what it was. People didn't put it in there. It just as it says in the article, a grant of rights is in basic form a written permission from league members to relinquish control of their television rights for the league for the duration, duration of the deal. Of the deal. That's like it. it's simply said. That's what you signed away. Why would you ever give a conference that much control over your institution when television always has been your biggest moneymaker? Yeah. I, I, I just I don't understand that. You're at the peak of control of the well, conference. Bad, you could have called the shots. KB, I, I, there, I are just, bad, there are lousy, bad business deals everywhere. Everywhere. I don't care if it's a real estate deal, a corporate transaction. There's bad deals everywhere, and these guys who were representing Florida State sold the, the soul of the, of the university 
for what they thought was a great deal at the time, and it's not. And I get it turns out to be a crap deal. And I get this was probably a gut reaction from the ACC from Maryland leaving, and 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 the funny thing was Maryland leaving for the Big Ten. Florida State was only the only one of the schools to vote for them not to pay the exit fee. So it was like Florida State knew like. You know, teams want out of these deals. They want out of these conferences. They want flexibility. But then they still sign. I, I, once again, this could be a whole great short documentary of like the timeline of what went into decision making. But like you said, that's why it's so important to have a business thinker in the role of president who can see beyond the short term of what all these different deals means. Because I feel like we are very short sighted. Well, I, I think it's really bad. I, I have never done this. I don't know about yourself. I don't. I never locked in to these contracts. You know, a few years ago, everything was a contract. Your cell phone, your cable service. If you do this, if you lock in for four years, we'll give you X. If you, you know, yeah. I, I just, I didn't like stuff like that because it locks you down for yeah. a long period of time. And the exit fees, just like contracts on cable or phones, they had these exit fees Right? Yeah. They were huge that people never read in the contract. Well, yeah. it's $250 to get out of it. Yeah. You know, it's very similar to grants of right deal in a sense. But yeah. the bottom line is this. We're here now. Yeah. We are here. Yeah. And I feel that Florida State and, and the leadership team that we have, and I've said this before, are working hard and they're doing everything they can within their power to leave the ACC because it is the only option. There is no option to stay in the ACC. I don't care who the hell they bring in. And there were rumors oh, circulating oh, today. Yeah. I was going to talk. Rumors circulating yeah. today. Okay, that uh, let's see the latest rumors that the ACC now is reaching out to Cal and Stanford out on the West Coast to vet them and ask them about their interests. Yeah. Well, that's, that's you know what that is? That's just a bunch of drum beats with no big boom at the end. And Pete, Pete Thamel, he is credible in my eyes. Yeah. He's a credible guy. He's a senior reporter, senior reporter for ESPN, I believe that's his title. Yeah. He, he, I, I have a clip. Said, you, this is clip. not going anywhere. You don't no, think it's going to No, you don't need to clip it. This is not going anywhere. Why would why would Stanford want to bring their volleyball team all the way to Tallahassee? I don't think they're uh, looking uh, that far. I don't uh, think they're uh, thinking that far. I think they're thinking that if the Pac the Pac twelve implodes, where are we going? Well, the Pac twelve is likely to implode. See, you know, I, no, no, no. But well, no, what it is imploding. I, I, it's I done. I agree with you. It's done. No. They, they, well, they have four teams that got to find a home. So look at this. That's I, the pack four right now is what it is. Yeah. But let's stay on this for a minute. This, well, this is their other option, to your point. I this In this tweet thread, I, this was kind of why I love Twitter, because some people have very insightful responses. Someone said, is there a reason I'm unaware by the Mountain West and Pack 4 don't merge into a Power 16 conference? So this would be their other option. This is, but I to some people's point, what people respond to this guy, because it's got a lot of engagement, was... Stanford and Cal think themselves above these schools. Institutionally, academically, even athletically, they will refuse to merge with these Mountain West schools They're and be created a conference. That's a, this is their best option, though, in terms of, you said, uh, travel-wise, everything, this would be their best option. There's right. no other schools out West. This would be it. Yeah, travel time and they travel won't do it, expenses is, is 
an element that has to be looked at. And I know that has come up for Florida State. It's come up in the media that Florida State is a better fit in the SEC for travel-related purposes, okay? Yeah. And that, and if, and if you look at it from a travel standpoint, yeah, it does make sense, okay? Now, from a reach standpoint, from a reach standpoint and television viewing, yeah. the Big Ten, for the Big Ten, they would say, God, we can reach down into the South now and get a Clemson, get a Florida State, and bring them in. That we have then, we have both coasts covered, and we have the South covered now, and so and and the Midwest. So for them, they they seem forward thinking of what they're trying to do. First of all, you have to ask them, what are we trying to do here? And they're in the driver's seat of who comes in and who doesn't come in, yeah. but. Florida State does have a leading brand, thank God, even though we've been fighting to get back up the hill, that they are in demand. Yeah. If it, The worst case for us would be, I would see, is we leave the ACC and be, go out and, and be an independent to try to get one of those spots. I well, mean, no, you I, I don't think no, Florida you couldn't State do that. You waiting. couldn't do Wait a minute. You I could not do Florida that. Florida State is going to wait in the ACC until they get vetted in. You couldn't afford to do that. You couldn't afford to go independent without a contract deal. Like that, that, that would be suicide. You could not do that. So that's not an option. That don't stop saying that because that for your program that would be killing your program. Because you, if you left the ACC and said we're leaving the ACC, you would still owe one hundred twenty million and potentially more than that for the lost revenue of the conference, and then you would have no guaranteed con- TV well, contract. You'd have to. You'd have to. You, no, I, you I mean that's guaranteed. It's not. You'd it's, have to, it's you not have real. To negotiate. It's not. It's, it's not a real option. Contracts is it's what you have to do. It's not a real option for the, not, for the year. I don't think it's okay. a real option. Okay. So the bottom line is that right now, Oregon and Washington have joined the Big Ten. Yeah. They grab two more of the slots. Now the Big Ten can expand to the Big Twenty, to the Big Twenty Four. They can do whatever the hell they want. You know, there's no, there's no restrictions on how big you can get and why you're getting there. So, obviously, they have a strategy of how they're going to do it. But you got to ask yourself, too, until they really know, whether it's the SEC or the Big Ten, whether they actually really know how Florida State's going to get the hell out of this mess they're in. Why would you, why would you put forth an invite unless it says, the invite is based on you successfully getting out in the next 24 months. I don't know. Take take your choice. You know, how long will the Big Ten keep uh, a table reserved? Like in a restaurant, is it 15 minutes? Is it an hour? Is it unlimited? What 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 is the situation? You know, because yeah. there's also rumors that they wouldn't mind bringing Stanford in because of academics not only, and they have... Good sports programs. Uh, they, the, who the Big Ten? Yes, yeah, the Big Ten's Big Ten's not going to add another uh, California school. They're, they don't. No, I, I don't. The think same they, market as UCLA and yeah, USC. They don't it doesn't, need one. They're they not going to do that. They're but I'm saying, I wouldn't rule anything out. The rumors, the speculation that's out there is filling a lot of the, t- the a lot of time for people. But the facts are few at this point, especially on the Florida State end. But we do know this. We do know this. We're going to we're going to learn a lot 
on the August the 15th date. Florida so, State, if they're going to send forth a letter of intent, it doesn't have to go out on the 10th or the 12th. It can go out as late as the 15th, as long as it's stamped like the IRS taxes, and it gets there. That's the key date. The question is, if it doesn't go out, what will FSU viewers and fans be thinking about? What will you be thinking about, KB? Yes. Well, if that happens, then... Well, it goes back into what I was going to say, is that I believe that either way, Florida State will likely have to fight this through a type of court system. I, I Regardless if they announce before or after... The ACC is not I'm just not one. asking about what they're going to do well, after. Well, it doesn't matter. It's either going to add more. It. It's going to add more litigation to the case. Then they they may not announce, but they'll add more litigation if they leave afterwards. They may they may decide we're not ready to announce yet. We're not ready to turn in the letter. But either way, we feel like we have to fight in court anyway. So doesn't matter if we return in today or return in three weeks from now. We're going to have to fight it. Maybe better for us to wait and put our court case together or try to find that loophole, whatever it is. Uh, if three weeks later for now. Well, how do you even start a court case if you if you don't submit a letter? The letter just means you have an intention to depart. It doesn't say doesn't have to say anything that I'm aware of that we're going to bring a court action against you. It doesn't say. But that, but that, Here's that our timeline. But that intention to depart. That intention, intention we're leaving. Okay, I but mean, that I, I will okay, be disappointed. Can you listen for two I seconds. Be, I will be disappointed. I will be very disappointed. If if we don't do that, if that, we don't do that, I think I think but once again we've the, already that, set up the fans for that date. But I'll be a little disappointed. Yeah, all the media, the, all the media has set up people for that date. Florida State trustees hasn't. They 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 tease around some things, but they haven't set a date. You even set yourself. No, they, they, they haven't set the date. It's all been the media saying the date. So so you can't put on Florida State because they haven't said anything about no, it. They, they, haven't say, anything. they haven't said we're going to make the big announcement on the right. 15th. So it's on us. It's on the media for, for teasing that it's going to happen. So let's get that straight. The second thing is, is that just because they announced they're leaving doesn't make the GOR magically disappear. You're still yeah. going to have to fight that. So it doesn't. It really doesn't matter if they announce it because they still have it. It's still in place. It, okay. it just makes the intention to leave. Okay. It, it, so that's, that's what I'm saying. Fair. You still have the GOR. Yeah. Uh, issue in place it, yeah, it's still fair. there no it doesn't disappear you're right that, that's right. that's why it, for me if they announce or not on the 15th before the 15th it doesn't matter because it's still there and you're still gonna have to find a way to get out of it and in my opinion and i'll i there was a great article posted by uh actually the the miami blog they uh one of the writers there robert weaver who actually he's like a patent attorney or uh intellectual mm-hmm. property uh intellectual okay. property attorney he did yeah. a great breakdown and he said, and I agree with him. He said they have three options. You know, Who you can has leave three options. First, uh, well, he said Miami, but it could. I think it could easily apply to Florida. Could apply State. to anybody. Okay. Yeah. So option was to leave the ACC and fight the grant rights media uh, grant of media rights, which is true. So you would have to give up that hundred twenty million dollars, and then you would have to fight. You know that that media rights deal, whether that's in court. And 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 he brought up some good points in his article, and he said that. The ACC may not care on their end that if Florida State goes to the SEC because they already have a deal with the SEC, right? Or if they go, you know, if, if the Big Ten, or if you go to the Big Ten and the Big Ten's like, hey, we, we'll be willing to pay for Florida State's loss of revenue for the conference because we actually prefer the matchups now than the matchups they had before. But if Florida State were to go to the SEC with the ACC, they still already have that contract in place with the SEC. 
it's kind of a lateral move media-wise. It's actually even better because the matchups of, you know, you probably have more primetime matchups in the SEC than you would have in the ACC probably increases the contract value that, that you had before. So in that in that regard, the ACC may try to sue and say, hey, Florida State left, they, they're breaching their contract with the media, but the ESPN may be saying, well, really, we, we're we on our care. side, yeah, we don't care, we're, we're not going to, you know, so you may actually get that part thrown out, and, and you may get kind of a, you know, injunctions, as he says in the article, are hard to get in these types of, you know, where you're trying to get monetary damages and stuff like that. So I'm not going to get into too much in uh, yeah, legal lingo, but it's good. So that is the one option, which is an interesting one. The second one, and you brought this up a couple of days ago or a couple of shows ago, was that you wait for public schools to wreck the ACC and then leave. So as you said, this doesn't apply in Miami. They're a private institution. But for FSU, who, you know, in Clemson, I believe, who's a private school, they, they have sovereign immunity, right? And so they have a little bit of protection from some some of these lawsuits from the ACC because they're what they're considered part of the the state government, right? So there are some interesting you know cases with what happened with Texas Tech and Mike Leach's contract, and now that's not going to apply to all members of the ACC. And as he points out, Miami is a different thing because they're a private university, but you could potentially you know Florida State and Clemson could potentially use that state sovereignty as somewhat of a, a, as a guard with somebody as they try to depart. And it could be enough, it could delay it enough that it could start to cripple the ACC monetarily and revenue-wise. Which which is an interesting play and something, I, I think you talked about a little bit in terms of, you know, being a public school and how that hurts litigation. Uh, it's something I haven't really, I don't think a lot of people have talked about yet, but I think that's an interesting way that you could basically say, we'll prolong this as long as you want ACC, you won't have us. You won't have what we're bringing to the table, and it could hurt their ability to negotiate future rights deals with the ACC. So I, I, I think that's kind of interesting. And yeah, then, I, well, oh, sorry, no, no. What, what uh, are your thoughts on that option? Uh, my, my final thoughts on this, and I don't want to rattle on too long on this because the facts are few at this point. As I've said, is what concerns me just thinking and watching it every day. Oh, well, okay. If you're not going to comment, I had the third option. There's okay, a one more option. Then I'll finish yeah, your yeah. line. Yeah. So the third option was you Magnificent 7 becomes a Magnificent 12. To full, it, They could fully get the ACC if you fully dissolve, dissolve the conference. If you get 12 votes, you need a three-fourths majority vote to dissolve the conference. Now, I think that's the hardest of all the somebody, options. No, that, that's somebody what, that may have a hard time getting a, a chair in musical chairs when there's only so many seats, why would somebody vote to do that? Well, let, let's think about that now. The ACC is about to probably have the fourth-ranked revenue deal because the Big 12 has added some schools with value. They're, they're going to renego- renegotiate and have a better deal than the ACC. The Pac-12 is done. It's yeah. you know Pac-4, like yeah. you said. Now, think about it. SEC, potentially, as this article points out, like I said, I'll share this. Um, I recommend everyone read this. Even though it's Miami, it's a really great article. But as he points out here, you can play this game. SEC gets Clemson, FSU, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Big 10, they get Miami, Boston College, AAU School, Miami, Boston College, Syracuse. Big 12, they get their basketball programs. They get the Blue Blood basketball programs. Duke, UNC, Pittsburgh, because Big 12 has some really good basketball programs right now. And they become that kind of basketball conference that they want to be with that. So they get Duke, UNC, Pittsburgh, Louisville. And then football independence is, is Notre Dame. Right there, 
you do get your three-fourths majority vote. This leaves out, you know, Wake Forest and Syracuse. Oh, no, Syracuse is in there with the Big Ten. So this leaves out Wake Forest and schools uh, I, I'm not really thinking well, about. But you get you get your three-fourths there by that realignment. Here's the most important thing down below. What's the prediction? Well, you can't have a blog post while taking a crack at every yeah. – yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, this is – just fuels yeah. the rumors and the speculation. You know how much of this stuff's out there? No, I, it, stuff's it, all over. The oh internet. no, but it's all, all speculation. Over Twitter. I know. I, that's why I really just want to focus on. Uh, I There's not much it. facts out there. There's no it's, facts out there, though. I gave the facts. The only facts is August fifteenth. It's only August fifteenth. No, no, we gave the other ones that they seem to have have solidified. We want out. And now, how the hell are we going to do it? Those are the facts. Yeah, that, that's state. all. Yeah, that's pure all. and simple. Yep. Pure and simple. That's it. But I understand. And I respect what you're saying there. I respect. There's so many different scenarios. Here's my final wrap on this before we go to pro, uh, camp updates. Okay, if you're ready to move on, this is it. There's so much storm, so many storms going on out there, but people are already finding homes. Okay, they're already finding homes. Texas and Oklahoma, which started some time back, they found a home in the SEC. Washington and Oregon have now found a home, okay, in the Big Ten. USC and UCLA have found a home. How many more schools do we need to watch moving forward? Now, some of it's our hands are tied. Okay, I get that. We got we got a yoke around our neck. Okay, but everything's on the move. Yeah. Everything's on the move. NBC and Notre Dame renegotiating a possible new deal to keep Notre Dame out there as an independent and NBC would own them. Okay, the bottom line is everybody's on the move. If you're sitting pat, if you're not aggressive, you're going to get eaten alive. And don't think... I want everybody to understand that. Now watch me. Don't think that Florida State, as big a brand name as they have, and I hope and I pray this would never happen, could get left out of the party no, I, I, and might have to form something of their own. I'm just saying, no, worst yes. case scenario, stuff happens. Florida State almost, almost canceled their football program after an 0-11 season in the early 70s. that I was there. Don't but, raise your no, eyebrows. No, I, I, I don't I get how there. that correlates okay. to what we're talking okay. about. What is it that does correlate to? No, it, it does doesn't. Score. But doesn't. Florida State cannot, and I say this again, and I don't believe they are, and I have full support of the leadership team. They are moving forward to do whatever they have to do, whatever bad taste they have to put in their mouth for a while. They're going to get out of this ACC thing. No, I, I I agree. And like I said, I don't think the indep- I think the independent option. I hate that I use the S word, but it would be killing your program if you. Would. So it has to be like you said, bite the bullet and find a way. And, and people who say in some, I think one of the columnists said that Florida State could be paid a hundred million dollars a game, they would still owe it to the ACC. That that is um, not. Not true because these media, like I, I think one of these media companies, whether it's Fox or ESPN, would literally step in and say, "We'll pay the loss of revenue to ESPN or, or to the ACC that thirty million dollars a year or that thirty million dollars a year to have AC or to have Florida State in a power conference where it's better matchups and better viewership 
than what we're getting today. I, I think something like that will happen. So I, I agree with you. They have to bite yeah, the bullet. They have to. It's going to be a. It's going to be an ugly battle, but I believe it'll be worth it in the end. Florida so. State has said basically publicly in a way that we have. We've been using the greatest resources for several months now. And our resources would be the best contract law people they can find, yeah. the best uh, and the best equity people they can find to yeah. sit in a room and try to figure this out. Yeah. Okay, and then comments back and forth to the ACC and maybe the TV people. Yeah. Everybody's involved. Us out here and the insiders really have nothing yeah. because uh, they're they're really doing a great job closing it off. And, and I respect Florida State for being able to close down the doors and the windows and keep this behind closed doors, period. Yeah. yeah. Period. Yeah. And okay. like I, and, and last thing, I, like I said, if you, want, if you like speculation, um, and I know it's Miami, this uh, how Miami could, and FSU probably will, leave the AC is a very, by a lawyer, I, it's an interesting option article of what okay. could happen. So, but and understand, Miami is a private university in Florida. That, he points it out. He points it out in the article. Okay. That's like literally what I said. Yeah, it's okay. a, it's a good article. I okay. encourage and you to know what? check it, it. I, I read all kind of people. Yeah. Don't have your mind just set on one uh, uh, long-term Florida State media program. Yeah. And I think that's you, you got to listen across the board to people what they're saying. Yeah. If you have time. I get it. I get time's an element. It, it is for us, too. Now, let's go to something very important, yep. and that is what's going on at camp, camp yep. updates. The first thing is a rumor came out, and I don't, I had it up here. It came out from somebody in the Florida State media here, and let's see if I can find it again, that there was speculation. Oh, here it is. It's from chopchat.com. There we go. And it's about Daryl Jackson. Did his waiver get approved? Uh oh. They thought there was some positive media from Daryl, but it's nothing conclusive. That tomorrow, maybe that quite. It's funny how this guy, whoever wrote this, he writes. He writes. I think one of the oh, early, qu early questions tomorrow for Mo Mike Norvell after practice will be about Daryl Jackson's waiver. You know, as far as I know, that they don't even allow him to bring those damn questions up. But, you know, that's another thing that I'm going to air out a little bit. Uh, we don't know what, what the FSU official media guy tells these beat reporters you can ask and what you can't ask. Obviously, you can't ask about medical issues with players or injuries with players, but it seems like Daryl Jackson's also off the table. And I think, that's, I think maybe that's a little too strict because I've got to, I've got to air this out. I watch a lot of this stuff. I don't need to be standing there. I don't need to be asking the question. I'd like to be, but they probably wouldn't like some of my questions as professional as they might be. Okay, as professional that's, that's, as they might be. Yeah. That that you got a problem with that? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know if they. Okay, you tell me a question that I ask that's not professional. I, I, okay, I, is <laughs> is that sometimes the questions are so softball? Well, you. you I'll ask the fans, watch some of those interviews of Mike Norvell after practice. Mike Norvell is perfect A-plus on coach talk. Hey, what, what about, okay. what about this hold interview? On, hold on. What for about a minute. Hold on for a minute. Yeah, I know. You can bring that up in a second. Hold on for a minute. Mike Norvell performs great. And the reporters, the beat reporters, 
perform softball questions, beach ball type questions, which I get, maybe they're instructed to have to do that. But then I hear them off camera go, well, I asked some tough questions today. Are you kidding me? I mean, those Mike Norvell things, he does his job perfectly, gives you nothing. They're kind of boring. I mean, it's all coach talk and they're kind of boring. And I, 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 I'll, anybody wants to challenge me on a comment, go ahead. Uh, and I know, oh, you're just being negative. You're not giving the hugs and kisses. I'm just being honest with you of how I feel. And there are viewers out there who feel the same way. There are viewers out there who feel the same way. Okay, you were going to bring up something there, sir? No, no, I'm, uh, I'm good. No, you, you can bring it up later. Okay, let me kind of walk you through this a little bit. Well, I just want to say, while okay. why they think there's speculation, and I think it's stupid to your point, is that Daryl Jackson just tweeted, thanks to the man above, thanking God, and it could have just been, thanks for getting me in practice healthy. Like or waking up every day. Yeah, or waking up, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, nowadays, people just write articles because of, you know, they got to make content, and I get it, they got to make content. So, but I, I, hopefully it is good news that, but I, I don't think it's anything concrete. Yeah, but hopefully well, it is. You know, yeah, we'll I've find out it, tomorrow. I'm not yeah. going to say it again. This NCAA uh, organization on this on this matter has failed. They failed the student athlete. They failed the university. They failed his family. And it's it's a joke. Okay, yeah. it's a yeah. joke. Okay, practice in general, you don't get much information. Okay, I've listened to every post practice. Uh, interview with Coach Travell, many of the players, and they're all in. They're all locked in tight as a family, and I get that, and that's super important. They're all playing together. They say that competition is really good in camp. You got Ronaldo Green going constantly against Johnny Wilson, okay? And there's a lot of back and forth, and they know each other <laughs> super well. I think they yeah. were roommates at one point, and you know what? They set it aside when they go on the practice field because they know they're helping each other to get to the next level. Yeah. And I respect that. I respect that. It sounds like uh, that uh, a number of the wide receivers are having good competition as well. It's really pushing the defensive backfield, which you can only get better. Yeah. So when you face other competition, all right? Uh, sometimes... Uh, it looks like the defense is ahead of the offense, which is it's normal. Surprising. That's yeah, it's surprising. Normal. That's, yeah. Okay, it's like in baseball, the pitching's always ahead of the hitters early on. That's normal stuff. But now as we get in more into the pads, the full pads, then the competition's gonna start to separate themselves out. Kickers. Uh Fitz uh Fitz seems to be leading that pack, I think unless he really has some real screw-ups, yeah. uh, he's going to be the guy for at least your main kicker for field goals mm -hmm. and extra points. The longer leg seems to be Keltner. That's the word on a street. Keltner seems to have the longer leg. You could see him on kickoffs and potentially longer field goals if it comes down to that. If you need a 55-yarder, you're probably going to see Keltner instead of Fitz if, if, if you can't go for it. All yeah. right? And now, the area of concern that I hear from these interviews seems to be more about punt returns. Who's yeah. going to be fielding those well, punts? Right now, 
four names that seem to pop out from all the reporting is uh oh we lost the big uh we lost the old man so i'm gonna take him out so i think the people we've been talking about in punt return have been a mixture of i know distant hill i believe was working with the punt team along with uh keon coleman amongst others but i think it's been a mixture with kick return and punt returns who they've been working with so let me see uh, he froze up i know he's been having thunderstorms there uh, but the kick return team, I know Destin Hill's been working back there, so I'm, I'm actually excited to see what he can bring uh, to that backfield. Uh, Keon Coleman, potentially, but I don't know if you want to work when you're one, you know, your number one receiver is back there as well. I know Trey Benson's working back there with a kick return team. Once again, I don't know if you want to work with your ones. Uh, it would be interesting, though, to see if some guys like Sam Singleton uh, could get some burn with his speed and his ability to, it looks like, you know, pre- playmaking ability, uh, they said so far, could get some burn back there. Um, but altogether, it, it, it's how do you replace a guy like Micah Pittman? That really, you know, between his blocking and his kick return ability, it, it, I would say kick return security is, is what really was his biggest contribution last year. He wasn't, you know, he didn't have 600 yards receiving, uh, you know, he had a couple of big plays here and there on the offensive side, but really he was a great blocker. And he didn't fumble the damn ball when he when he received, you know, in, in the pump return game. He was secured the ball. And that for so long was an issue with the special teams unit. And then he brought security to that. And that's why you recruited him, right? Once again, you thought you could be a good slot weapon. And he was going to bring that to your team. And, and he did that. And so that's what you're missing him going to Utah is that who's going to replace him with a consistency of knowing when to get the ball, secure the ball, and not be worried about that fumbles. Because that could, you know, that flips the field against LSU. That flips the field against Clemson. You know, that could turn the whole tie of the game. So that is what I'm really looking at is who's going to be our, our kick returner on day one, punts and kicks, and, and who's going to be our kicker week one against LSU. Those are two big things I'm working on. Because I think most of the other positions are pretty set. Most of them are battling for backup roles right now, in my opinion, and in some of these fresh roles, uh, seeing if they can get slotted in. Because you know, we talked about or, or we've seen some good feedback from the guys like Sam Singleton and Destin Hill and stuff like that, getting some good burn and, and showing some good plays off. But those positions are so deep that they're not going to probably be able to crack them until later in the season or against like, cupcakes. So I'm excited to see with these special team units how Mike Norvell utilizes those weapons early. Because that's where those freshman guys potentially have a, a, a chance to crack the lineup fast. Because he he loves to use great talent, special teams, and, and utilize them well. So, yeah. I think we're going to wrap it up there. The old man. You know, we got through our camp notes. The old man, I think a thunderstorm was rolling through. So, he lost the connection. But uh, thank you again for tuning in. If you haven't already, liked the video, share the video. And let us know. Do you think we missed some facts around the ACC transition conversation? Whether we miss, what are the latest news and rumors you've heard around a, a Florida State leaving the ACC? And do you think there's anything, what, what do you think could happen for the 15? Also, anything in camp that we should know about that we missed out on? So let us know in the comments and let us know, what do you think? Do you think Cal and Stanford will join the ACC? That could be interesting. I don't know if I'm going to be flying out to Stanford to uh, go watch a game, but if Florida State gets stuck in the ACC, who the hell knows? So have a good one, y'all. Take care. Have a great rest of your week. We'll, we'll see you soon. Have a good one, guys.